Wait. You don't sound autistic. Well, uh, what does an autistic person Wait. sound like? You're autistic? Yeah, I'm telling you that. You don't even look autistic. But, but we're talking about... Yeah, but, but I don't buy it. But I, I was diagnosed with autism and ADHD and anxiety and depression. You don't sound autistic. Welcome back to another episode of You Don't Sound Autistic. I'm Blake. And I'm Rochelle. And I'm autistic. And I'm not. And that's not something that I could have said a year ago. Well, of course, I could have said that I was autistic a year ago, but I couldn't have said it's another episode. That's right. Because a year ago on the 15th, is that right? Probably. It would have been our first episode. And here we are on episode 42, and we can say welcome back to all of our listeners Um, Let's start off by saying to subscribe to the podcast on your preferred platform so you can be notified of the newest episodes when they're released. Make sure that you join the Facebook group. Join the group, join the conversation. We also like to welcome our listeners from all the different countries and all over the world. And those are people that are listening and some of them are listening and also are on the Facebook group. So we also have some big news um, as far as um is a really terrible thing to say, <laughs> but we have some big news to share, and that is that we now have officially back in the day, if you started listening from the beginning, we had a website, and that website is now something a little bit different. It is separate from you don't sound autistic, uh Rochelle, take it away. Why don't you tell people what they should be clicking on, searching for? And all around um, succumbing to, if you will. <laughs> Thank you, Blake. Um, yes, absolutely. When we started our adventure, um, I was building a website called Rochelle Chandler, which I still um, hope to manifest into something great one day. But as the year has evolved, it has become more and more apparent to me that um, the vision is, is changing and evolving and and I like the direction it's going. So I'm proud to announce that we now have, um, a dedicated website to this podcast called you don't sound autistic.com. Super simple. You don't sound com. We are also, um, starting social media accounts on Instagram. Um, are we, I didn't know that. Well, yeah, <laughs> we are. Uh, okay. Uh, you don't sound autistic. YDSA is uh, how you find us there. And um, I haven't published anything there yet. It's literally just been the last couple of days. But uh, this is all in celebration of our one year anniversary as we are. This is the next phase of evolution um, for the show and, and for the journey that we're creating. So um, you'll be able to follow us there in a little bit. And we're also starting, um, well, I'm going to keep that one a secret. I'm going to hold that one back. We yep. Let's just say we have some some really cool things happening. So um, check us out. You don't sound autistic.com. I can't talk about the swag. You can. That's not what I'm holding back. Okay, good. Yeah, we're going to have some uh, YDSA, some you don't sound autistic swag. We have those bumper stickers. I'm trying to get rid of them. Just on, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm just kidding. We just no, want to share that. No, but okay, the thing that, that, thing, that, no, that but we no, want to share. No, no, the thing that's cool is that 
um, this will be the only round of those bumper stickers that I made the Correct. the round of a hundred, and there are only ninety eight left because B and Rochelle stole two of them. <laughs> That's right. And uh, the rest of them. Uh, These are going to be considered the OG design. This is the OG design. Now we have the new design that I came up with. I'm going to take credit for it. You should. I mean, you came up with the first design too. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, I am the. Uh, graphic designer for you don't sound autistic that is true I'm also the uh uh composer yep and the editor that is true that's true and i'm also the one with the biggest penis <laughs> i hope i'm not com- I hope. i'm not competing <laughs> <laughs> so uh but we're, we're we're thinking of things like uh you know hoodies and shirts and we really socks are gonna try and find and hats cool stuff. hats with the like because the normal size hat i don't know about for you guys y'all have some big heads just like me and the little kiddo that we have i and mean so declan and i we were measuring for swim gear and deck for goggles and declan and i our heads are exactly the same measurement and he's three and a half and i'm almost 42 and it's like that's a problem but and you're and you've always struggled to find hats that fit i have and the yeah, they have XL, and I'm like, throw another X on that bitch. Yeah, we gotta we're gonna try and find some of the the larger size hats. I've also been looking at hats that have like that new performance technology or that cooling, you know, quality to them. That because you know it, it's hard to wear hats when your head's always hot. You know, the temperature sensitivity. We're making you know we're we're very conscious of the sensory environment that we all live in, and and it's difficult to find. Um, just daily life products and support tools that actually fit within our realm. And I mean, I'm, I'm literally right now trying to find new shoes for Declan. Poor thing, he's grown out of everything like overnight and they don't have weight on the size of shoes. And I'm like, man, I just want to order 50 pairs of shoes and sit there and weigh them all. Sorry, I'm pointing at your phone because um, I'm about to have you do your spiel. Um... So that I can get into my next spiel. But keep saying what you're saying unless you forgot what you were saying because I pointed at your phone. Um, okay, so let me think. I so was sorry. talking about you. I'm just saying like we have some, we have challenges that are a little bit more unique than other people. And so, you know. Don't we all? I'm, we're being sensitive. <laughs> right, listeners? <laughs> to, <laughs> to those things. I know what I'm doing. I just don't know where it went. I changed the theme on my phone. and Oh, boy. Oh, here we go. Different icon. Okay. You do your thing, and then I have a little spiel that I want to read. All right. You Don't Sound Autistic is a mental and emotional health awareness podcast. Welcome if you are new and this is your first time listening to us. Each week, we do our best to represent both neuro perspectives and talk about the continual discovery process of life on the spectrum. Our goal is to illuminate, uncover, and transparently discuss life with multiple diagnosis through a multi-generational neurodiversity lens. We follow an open, unscripted conversational format that represents real life back and forth, communication and collaboration. Even if you aren't raising the next generation, you'll find the comparison of our age groups helpful in seeing the more hidden patterns in the DNA of your lifestyle and lineage. That's right. If you join the new... um well, it's not really a new Facebook group, but if you join the Facebook group, which is You Don't Send Autistic YDSA, mm-hmm. look us up. Um, you it's can a join private the Facebook. group. It's a private group, but just answer a couple questions. And uh, it's basically, we just want to know how you heard about us. You know, it's just, it helps us out. 
helps us so that we know we're doing a good job and that we should keep doing this podcast. And we answer, we ask a few questions about what, what interests you have and what you're searching for specifically. And that helps us to, to kind of mold and shape our future episodes. 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 Yes. Nope. Is that Epis- how I said it? You said episodes. Man. It's, it's fine. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, shoot. I had something else that I was going to say something. Uh, yeah. Did I already say happy anniversary? I did. I'm just going to read this. Oh, go ahead. So I just wanted to say happy anniversary to uh, our show because on uh, we celebrated our one-year anniversary on June 15th um, with nearly 7,000 downloads since we started. Mm-hmm. And as you've heard before, we had 25 downloads in our first month. This month, we're on track for around 13 to 1,400 downloads, which is, you know, it's no big deal. Um, I wanted to shout out to everyone who listens all over the world. I checked the stats the other day, and these are the places our listening listeners are coming from. Okay. Armenia, Czech Republic, Israel, India, Malaysia, Poland, Thailand, South Africa, Zambia, Brazil, New Zealand, Iceland, bear with me everyone, Russia, Denmark, France, Finland, Singapore, Taiwan, Norway, Belgium, Ireland, I hope I said that right. Just kidding. Sweden, <laughs> Canada, the Netherlands, Germany, Australia, the United Kingdom, and the United States. Wow. That's 29 countries. I did not know that. So we want to thank everyone for listening. And please remember to share the show and watch our community grow. I also want to thank everyone who joined the Facebook Facebook group thus far. Thank you for sticking with us and for sharing with us about your journeys. Mm-hmm. And we have some stuff we want to talk about this week. I wanted to kind of revisit episode one. And of course, I I wrote some notes and I don't have them with me. And I feel like a complete moron. Um, <laughs> what's wrong? We can pause and you can go get them. Oh, no, no, no. I, I wrote the notes on my phone and, and they're gone. Oh, that kind of gone. You don't have to whisper. They can hear us for sure. Okay. Uh, no, I would. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. When we started this whole thing, you know, it it was uh, it, it was at a it was at a I mean, there's just so much has been going on. I mean, we're at a point where Rochelle and I are, um, not that we weren't obviously we've been friendly this entire time, but we're at a point now where, um, we may be moving, mm-hmm. and I'd love to. Uh, move back to Colorado or California, but I'm also happy to move anywhere where I make uh, a good living so I can help support our son. And uh, I want to thank everybody who listens. I'm going to say thank you a lot because it's it's so important to me um, because without you listening, uh, it would just be me and Rochelle talking to each other. And honestly, as thrilling as it is to talk to Rochelle, <laughs> it isn't always that rewarding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks. I'm just saying, I mean, for a year. I don't think I'm, that's a good, I'm that's not a, the person. I'm not your ideal person to talk to, I don't think. I think you've you've we've talked for almost 11 years now. and That's pretty um, good. That's a pretty long haul. But I think that I I try to talk to Declan, but I got to tell you, you know, when someone stands there like today, we're at the restaurant. We went out today. 
that we're recording today is Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to everyone out there and uh, to all the dads out there. I don't know if we really... And all the dads in heaven. We didn't shout to all the dads in heaven and otherwise. But we shout. We didn't really shout out the moms on Mother's Day, I don't think. And I wanted to make sure that we shout are, out are the moms. Sure? Did I we? Did. If I we didn't, I feel like the moms deserve another shout because moms are great, too. I think we talked about it because we talked about melting pot. Unless those moms are terrible. Most of them aren't. Well, I don't think parents... I don't know. Uh, who That's knows? But no, but, but my point was that Declan was standing there and he's like, I peed. <laughs> I peed in my pull-up. And I had a point and I already forgot it. That it was something about Father's Day? Something about him peeing in his pull-up. And uh, no, I don't remember what I was going to say, but... Um, gratitude is the right attitude to have, though, Blake. Like, I think that uh, we undervalue gr- gratitude in general and think that if it is kind of cheesy, but um, I've been spending a lot of time trying to heal for, from a lot of trauma, and one of the things that keeps coming up in my studies... What did you call that? Gratitude is attitude or attitude is gratitude? Gratitude is the attitude of healing. Hmm. Um, it's also gratitude is also the attitude of receiving. So, like, I find it. I was finding it really difficult for a while, especially last year. You know, figuring out how to move my life forward after I think basically everything just shattered and fell apart, and I didn't really know where to go and what to do and how to find ground zero again. You know, and so I just. I I heard this phrase once that just said, if you're not grateful, why would, would you ever continue to receive more? And I thought, well, that's a really powerful statement. So I started this practice at night and I, I have a small apartment. It's nothing grand, but I love it. I decorated it and it fits my personality and, and my sensory environment needs. And at night after uh, Declan would fall asleep, I would just walk around my apartment and look at the things and be like, wow, I'm really grateful for this. Or I'm really grateful for, you know, this, these calming lights, or I'm really grateful for my kitchen. It's small and I can keep it clean. And I, and I appreciate that. And it's interesting because over the weeks I, I started to just really feel more fulfilled every single time I walked in my house, because there was some part of me that would connect to that gratitude and it just it just continued to feel better and better and better. And so, yeah, we're thinking about moving um, to support uh, career change for Blake. That's, you know, obviously difficult for me because I, I like it here. I love where I'm at. But I'm starting to adopt this philosophy of, okay, I love where I'm at. We can, you know, figure out how to, again, you know, live as good neighbors and co-parent and the next place I find will be as good as the one I'm in now or gooder 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 and I use that word because it's not a real word so don't autocorrect me he's already spinning his head is like <laughs> I got super close to the microphone he did. <laughs> I could see the steam in gooder's not a word it's not a word but the point is to use something that's not a word because it doesn't have a preconceived definition to it and so it allows it allows me to just say something better than this, but not better in terms of, you know, like bigger or more expensive or whatever. It just means it has to feel as good as this or, you know, be a, a, a well-rounded upgrade in, in, you know, all those areas. So I get to make my own definition of the word gooder because it's not defined is the point. 
sounds pretty gooder to me. Um, <laughs> I wanted to uh, talk about, uh, you know, in in episode one, we, we really do kind of go through the process of what we went through and I recommend if you haven't listened to episode one, go back. And you know, I don't think we were as good back then. No. Um, but, you know, we get gooder. <laughs> well if, used. If you will. Thank you. Yeah. We get gooder and we get better. And um, damn it. And what, it's funny because in the beginning, I, I used to edit out the ums and the uhs. And I would sit there and just toil over every episode. And I just realized that people probably wanted to hear real people talk and we're not perfect by any means, especially me. Uh, and yeah, you know what the hell? Neither is Rochelle. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> they're going, don't exclude me from this. Like I'm incredibly human, but there was something that happened to me the other day at work and I, and I, and it's something I wanted to talk about and it's not a huge concept, but it is something that it's been kind of floating around in my brain as it happens and that's talking to strangers oh okay i don't know if we've really is talked about that a lot we haven't actually is it easier or hard or more challenging to talk to strangers versus people every day mm. because sometimes with strangers you can kind of just be this no it's not easier no no talking to people i know can be easier and let me just read what i wrote Talking to strangers, <laughs> I wrote this in a little parenthesis and quotes, talk about how people will say things when they, oh shoot, stupid phone turned off. When they walk past you, I was, I was, I was going to get the mail at work and, and someone walked by and they were like, Hey, how you doing? And then I was like, great, thanks. How are you? And then they don't say anything back. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I walk by you. I have no intention of speaking to you. you any anybody. Right. Really. You know, and they're like, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, I'm good. How are you? Because I'm thinking like, that's what you say. Right. And so my first thought is, is that guy autistic? <laughs> <laughs> no. Because if he was autistic or she was autistic, they would have said nothing. But when I walk by them and they're like, hey, how's it going? And I say, hey, great, how are you? And they say nothing. I'm just like, you're a dick. And when I say dick, I don't mean that to be it's just totally, gender related. It's That's totally just unaware. like, you're an a-hole. Like, why did I say, I'm great, how are you? And then they say nothing. Do, 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 do. You know, yeah. it happens at restaurants. Mm -hmm. Hey, sir, how you doing? I'm great, how are you? Nothing. It's just become something that's so automatic. I've, I've run into people that, that say that to me, and I just think, did you just create that as a line? Where And they just plugged it into that field in their brain that was like, hey, when you're feeling awkward, just say this. And they're not even thinking about the the application of what they're saying. Like, it's really just like, because they can't just go, hey, hey, you know? So they've expanded Why do you have it. to say anything at all? You don't even know me. Did you know this? Okay, so let's talk about this because did you know that the way that our, um and some of our older uh, no wait hold on do you do that do you walk by people and say hey how uh, you doing no I just if if so you ignore them verbally yes now if they look at me I will look at them back and smile 
and just kind of nod my head like, yep, hi. But I do not exchange words unless it's someone I actually intend to create a relationship. Like I know almost all my neighbors in my building because at that point, you know, we interact. That's an interaction. That's a good point because I have... Um so my mom is calling me and I'm trying. Mom, I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't know. Did I do a good thing? Yeah, that, that sounded exactly like her. Uh, the other day. <laughs> Not making fun though. I adore No, I know. I, uh, the other day I was um, coming out of my apartment. I went to go to the grocery store. It was a little bit later at night. Neighbors had backed up their moving van to the um, like... What is that called? You mean like the staircase where the, the No, not quite that dramatic. They they hadn't backed up into the apartment. <laughs> no, it was like they they had backed up to the handicap spot. Oh, sure. And, and, the, uh, and therefore the walkway. Yeah, and 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 they were like, "Oh, sorry. I hope I hope we're not in your way." And it's like dying something at night and I'm getting ready to go to the store or whatever and it's open till 10. I'm like, no, you're fine. And the and and uh, I hate when people say you're fine. I learned that from Colorado. Ah. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the guy starts trying to chat me up, and and he's like, oh hey, where you live? And I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm over. Is he here. moving in or moving out? Moving in. Oh goodness. Okay. How'd you handle it? Yeah, I'm trying to explain that. And he's like, oh, uh, hey, it's nice. Oh man, how how you doing? Nice to meet you. Where do you live? And we're over here and. It's me and my wife and our kids and all this the stuff. The two girls? No, it was a man and a woman. I and know. Do they have two daughters? I have no idea. Oh. Because I don't care. Oh. Well, some of your neighbors I've been starting to meet. Right. So I was just wondering. if Can I say my story? Sorry. <laughs> so I, the, the guy's like, yeah, we're over here. And I'm like, ah, oh, cool. So I hope we're not in your way. And, and he just keeps talking to me. And in my head, I'm just thinking about those times at work. Where people talk to me and I'm like, get to your point. Like Bill the last week. What do you want from me? Yeah. I don't want to talk. So that's an interesting point, though, because in the reference we um, discussed last week, there was a clear initiation where you, where you would have a chance to kind of set an expectation of, hey, I'm busy. What's up? What do you do when it's an off the cuff social sidewalk conversation and you really want to walk away in the other direction and the other person won't stop talking like. How do you navigate that? That's a good question. Well, I'll tell hey, you what man. I'll tell you what I did. Tell tell me. I stood there uncomfortably. Okay. And then his wife walked over. Uh-huh. And then I walked away. <laughs> <laughs> because they and then I was like, "Okay, I'm free." Because he's like, "Oh, I'll take it easy." I'm like, ah, "You take it easy as well." And then I left and then came back. And then I, the two of them are sitting on the like the edge of the truck, mm-hmm. chatting. And it was like, oh, oh, there he is. They like waiting for you. That's what it felt like. And I was like, oh shit. Hey, how's it going? And that's my go-to. Hey, how's it going? Right. And he was like, oh yeah. Um, so you said you have a kid. Because I, apparently I had said that because I must have been like, I also have a child and I I don't know what else to do. Right. They might as well be like, what's your social security number? And I'm like, five, 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 five. <laughs> <laughs> I just give it away. <laughs> it's it's alarming when you're caught off guard. Yeah. 
Yeah, does your oh does your what does your well it's just it's interesting like to do and I was like oh he's in swim class mm-hmm. I just start give I literally start saying stuff I'm like he loves to swim and I'm like in my head I'm like it's really, he doesn't because now what I really want to say is like well he's in swim class but he doesn't really love swimming so we're thinking about putting him into gymnastics but then we put him in gymnastics we put him in gymnastics yeah, the other day that was and a whole other story he didn't love that so we can get into that too but um yeah so the, so you kind of yeah. got ha- so, so you got saved I by the wife at the first kind encounter of. but now she's in on it and now you have no place to run but you do have an, a handful of groceries right technically i had a i had a bag full Right, there could be. Should I have just dumped the bag out and been like, "Here, take whatever you want," no. and run away? <laughs> no, I would have been like, "Yep, love to stay in chat, but I got you know perishables in here. Gotta go." Yeah. Your excuse was literally in your hand. Be like, "Yep, got groceries. Bye. I'm in the middle of a process." Yeah. Well, good thing you were there. Sorry. <laughs> hey i'm the worst one to have with you in those moments because i mean we've been in those moments together and of course i just end up, i can't run no they just around. end up talking to me and i don't you know i try and shield you from the uncomfortableness but then the fact that i'm standing there talking to them also makes you uncomfortable because then you don't know how long that's going to happen so or that's going to go on for so it's like there's really no easy win no there's not and i i was like all right well have a great night, and then just kind of walked into my dark apartment. Oh, that's what one of the, one of the comments was like. Oh, we didn't think anyone was home because your lights were off, and I was like, "You were correct." Yeah, I was. At the I garden. I typically turn my lights off when I'm not home, and I was like, "But," and then and then a second I said that, I was like, "Oh shit, they're gonna know that I'm not home." But you also keep and my the- lights are off, and so they can rob me. Are they the ones? Did they move, did they move in a, across from you? And then they're like kitty corner for me. Yeah. Okay. I think I know what family you're talking about. So I walk back in there and I flip my lights on and I was like, "Oh man, I gotta have my lights on all the time now because they're gonna rob me of these people." No, I think they have two small girls. Great. Then they'll send them over <laughs> to rob me. No, they're just a few years older than Declan. I hope so. No, I I know who you're talking about. No. They seem sweet, but they seem very observant. The kids or the parents? The parents. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. That's okay. Everyone, you know, acclimates to their new environments a little bit differently. But, I mean, you got to do what makes you feel comfortable above and all. Because in the end, the only person that you really owe your experience to on a daily basis is yourself. And so it might you offend someone. Yes, but guess what? That's their problem. You at the end of the day need to hold your conversations in a way that makes you the most comfortable. And if you find that you're standing there feeling uncomfortable, you don't owe it to anybody to stand there and continue feeling uncomfortable. Now I'll say that. And then I'm going to pause for just a moment and go backwards because my understanding is I've been researching the 50s and the 60s is the way that society decided to raise the next generation was this belief. And you and you talk to I mean, we've got we've got group members that can probably attest to this. But my understanding is and in my own family. It has been you speak when spoken to 
if we say hello, you say hello back. Like you absolutely answer everyone. There, there were social expectations of how conversations were conducted and it was, you know, not negotiable. It was like, this is what a social situation looks like and this is how you are to respond and how dare you not respond. And of course, if that's how you're raising a generation, you can imagine how alarming it is when the next generation and the next generation comes along and they start breaking those patterns and then and then the you don't sound autistic generation comes along and it's like, I'm not going to respond to you. Like, you can't force me to respond. That's not socially, that's not socially cool. Like, we're breaking all of those norms and for very unpredictable reasons. And it's one of the reasons why I believe we have such a disconnect with our parents because they were not raised to believe there is a social choice. And yet you're saying, I have a variety of whether it's sensory or anxiety or I'm just socially uncomfortable and I'm not going to respond to you for the sake of some norm that I don't agree with and, and put myself in fight or flight for someone else's gain. Like that's not how the world's going to continue to work. So we're, it, it puts us in one of those places where we're like, hey, mold, I'm just going to shatter it. And I invite you to continue to do the same thing. The minute you feel yourself feeling that anxiety, oh, I'm uncomfortable, you don't owe it to anyone to stand there. You'll be like, hey, um, I'm really in a hurry. I got to run. Nice to meet you. Welcome to the neighborhood. Jet out. We, yeah, I'm going to do that next time. We just got to build a, a few more transition exit transition. Hey, I know it's 930 at night and I don't look busy, but I really have to take a shit. So <laughs> I got to go. I'm telling you. I mean, I, there's something to be said for exit transitions. You got to be able to like. Hey, you seem really friendly. I lost my keys. Can I poop in your bathroom? <laughs> You may not know me, but I'm very famous in a small Facebook group <laughs> called You Don't Sound Autistic. And right now, Blake needs to poop in your toilet. Why are we talking? You're just trying to make them as uncomfortable as possible. That's right. It's fair, but but you don't owe it to anyone. To Found my key. Just kidding. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> then I scurry off. <laughs> there, there are polite ways to just, you know. I like it. my way better. You're welcome. They'll to do never it. talk to me again. And you are welcome. There's to the do guy that has to take a shit all the time. <laughs> it was just the one time. But speaking of that, you're talking to me, and I do have to take a shit. <laughs> what is it about this? Okay, switch. That's funny. But that's the point. Yeah, you're on the right track. I am on the right track. The urinary track. Oh gosh. Okay. Uh, do we have more? Oh shoot. Yeah. Let me see. What else do I have? Because now I'm uncomfortable. Can we talk about what a Fit B is? No. Damn it. When did we say we would do that? 10,000 listeners? Or 100 episodes. All right. I tried, everyone. She no. won't let me do it. No. No. Uh, let's talk about sensory overload because we were at We Rock the Spectrum today for Father's Day, which was a really weird way to spend Father's Day. It's, it's weird. Father's Day is a funny holiday because it's kind of like, hey, let's uh, do whatever your kid wants to do day, mm-hmm. which sucks for dads because you don't get to. For mom's day, the dad's supposed to do everything and make sure that mom. That, just so you know, dudes, that's what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be taking over for a day. So take over. Take the reins. Take charge. Do, do whatever you can to find a woman. 
to do the things that your woman normally does. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or make her breakfast in bed. Do the laundry. Or make her make breakfast in bed. No. <laughs> Let her sleep. Let her sleep. <laughs> hey, nobody made me breakfast in bed. That's true. I had to go to McDonald's this morning. Hmm. I had to make a uh, clown make me breakfast in bed. Sorry. Thanks a lot. Anyway, you had something to say? Well, you were talking about sensory overload. At I was. I was spectrum. talking about sensory overload. And um, it was fine when we first got there. And it, um, for Oh, we're talking about when we went to We Rocked the Spectrum. Correct. Isn't that what I said? No, you just said when we got there. Where's there? I said We Rocked the Spectrum. No, I did. Keep going. Keep going where? It talk. I don't know what you're trying to get me to do. I'm not. You brought it up. Sensory overload. Yeah. So we went to We Rocked the Spectrum and Declan was having a grand old time almost playing with everything and touching nothing and enjoying nothing. <laughs> so they have a, like I was, I almost said rope swing. They don't even have one of those. I think it was hard because there are other sensory sensitive kids there. And some of them are more vocal, vocal. Thank you. Than others. There was this big kid that came in there. The kid looked like he was like 15. He's probably like 10. And he looked like he was a much older than 10. And uh, there was another kid that was very vocal and was making lots of noises. And, and, and you know, <laughs> for you autistic parents out there that have autistic kids, these places are sensory sensitive. And it's really meant to be sensory sensitive for the kiddos. And it's not really meant to be sensory sensitive for you. Right. That's the big challenge. And so it's, that's something that's hard for me because I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't want to go here. I don't like this place. My mom actually paid, uh, I, I mean, I took her there once. She's like, this place is great. And then she was like, here, I'm going to pay for five sessions and it'll be like a birthday present. Oh my gosh, shit. And that means I got to bring him here five times and here we are and this was in November and it's June and I'm hoping that we move soon and now I got to bring him here like three more times still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, by contrast, like we took him to gymnastics yesterday and we were really excited because, you know, obviously the uh, the environment where he can run around and jump and flip and, you know, do all of those things those physical activities yeah they didn't do any of those things though well we don't know i mean like you said we got five minutes after the freestyle and once they started to structure the class and you know that involved loud music and it was directional really loud music yeah i mean you couldn't hear the kids you couldn't hear the instructors they couldn't hear you but you could hear that music through the door well, yeah, and just like swim class, there's an entire wall of just glass panes that the parents, we sit in the lobby, basically, and look in through this glass wall. And you could hear that the music was loud. You could hear the bass through the through the glass and everything. And and there's Declan, like, the second there's instructions to follow and that it's going to go quickly and that he's got to process that fast and that they have them make decisions about, okay, pick up this thing and pick a color. And, I mean, it was just way too much, way too fast. And, and he didn't even try and... and he just he just stopped moving 
and he just started to freeze and it was just like uh what are you what are you asking me to do and they checked in with him two or three times but he didn't improve with a single check-in he just got worse and worse and then he started fighting back tears and and blake called it because the second it got structured he was like oh before that I, it was just like this, Would you, you let him in that room and it was like, run around and play. And I was like, okay, he'll do all right with this. And then the second they were like, okay. And I was like, okay, his signal for death. Yeah. this That is- means that we're in big trouble. Because before that, like when we first started, Rochelle was like, this is good. This is great. This is wonderful. Oh my God. This is so good. So wonderful. And I was like, don't do it. You're jinxing us. <laughs> and you did. I did. So um So we left. We did. We ended they up. They were they were they were wise to come out and get us or to bring him to us and he, you know, crawled up in my lap and he was like, Mom, I'm I'm done. It's just too loud. I don't you know. So Blake's like, let's just go. They're trying to give us options for like letting him cool off and come back in. And Blake said, let's just go home. And I know now enough to be like, oh, let's just, Blake called it. Let's just go Call home. it a day. What were we talking about today that had to deal with sensory overload? Oh, it was because we went to, we rocked the spectrum and I was on sensory overload. You were, yeah. Well, there was a, there's a thing about like, being in an environment where you want to respect other people and their own processes, but there also comes a point where it triggers your own. And at that point, there's traditionally two choices. Um, and w- the first one's going to sound really familiar. The, we, we turn around and we blame the person that's triggering us. Ah, shut that kid up. Or, you know, how dare you? Did that's a, what I want to do. We judge the person that's triggering us, right? That's that's the very most common, most rehearsed, most socially acceptable thing to do. We blame the other person. How dare you trigger me? But as we've been evolving, um, and a lot thanks to this podcast, but instead Blake turned and went, I'm uncomfortable. Can we move? I was like, yeah, let's move. Because the the second more mature thing to do is to recognize, hey, I am triggered right now. And it's my own feeling and it's my own experience and I need to resolve it for myself. And, you know, they're not doing anything wrong, but I I have needs too and my needs need to be met. And so we moved. And that didn't really resolve it for you, I didn't think. No, because that kid was still there and that kid was still making a lot of noise and... um you know, I'm I'm also trying not to be a dick, and uh, I'm working on it. So we talked about code words. Yeah, um, not soon enough though. But we we ended up just calling it that a day and said, okay, we've been here long enough. Like, let's go get some food, and um, and we just removed ourselves from the experience and said, okay, what we're gonna do now is own that we're triggered or you're triggered. And that's fine, um, and we're gonna put a boundary around it and say. We don't need to be here anymore. We've fulfilled what we came for and let's move on to the next thing and decompress and take care of our needs without interrupting someone else's own ability to take care of their needs. And we decided to go get some pizza. But it's a nice cool day on a hot summer in Georgia. So um, we decided to eat outside and it was really rude. But right as this neighboring table was leaving someone fired up a cigarette and oh I I know you uh, are as emotionally 
allergic to cigarette smoke as I am, but it just physically makes me sick. I get, then I really get upset because I'm like, you know, I understand I'm being. But I was the one that had to say something. I You didn't say anything. And then all of a sudden I was like, do you not see that person smoking over there? I didn't see it. I smelled it, but I wasn't positive what it was because I haven't been around cigarette smoke in so long that I was like, what is that smell? I grew up with it. So I recognize it immediately. Yeah, I, I didn't. I grew up, I didn't, I didn't grow up with it as a child, but I grew up with it as a. 20 something and that's not growing up that's dealing with a different stage of development anyway i was trying to explain that we had code words so we said for sensory overload right so the back-to-back experiences where we were both like okay getting overwhelmed here and i think that i thought at least at the time that we should go back to um rochelle and i at one point were in couples therapy and they said that we needed to have a code word right for when we were overloaded mm-hmm. and i thought appropriately that should be pickle fucker <laughs> i still hate it i can't i won't say it nope and somehow um this ding dong over here said that it should be bing bong because i was like oh such and such bing bong she's like oh maybe it should just be bing bong Bing bong. <laughs> Bing bong. That's right. Declan is Declan is currently sensory overloaded. Bing bong. Are you are you overloaded? Bing bong. It sounds like you're saying red rum, which is creepy as hell. Bing bong. My man. My man. Say bing. Bing. Say bing. So there you go. Ding dong. Bing bong is the new code word. Okay. There you go. Awesome. Well, at least we won't get in trouble when he repeats it, like he would with your first choice. I think pickle fucker is perfectly fine. <laughs> Until it comes out of his mouth. What did he say the other day? Oh, my two shits. Because oh. I gave him, I gave him, <laughs> I gave him these little Buzz Lightyear. They have that new Buzz Lightyear movie coming out, Lightyear, and uh, I got him some McDonald's toys. And he goes, look, Dad, my two shits. And I was like, your what? He goes, my two shits. I have your two shits. And I was like, those are ships. He goes, oh, not shits, ships. <laughs> so he knows what the words are. <laughs> Just not usage. How was that? You guys went to go see that. We did. That was fine. What, the movie or the experience? Both. The experience was tumultuous for me because... You know, we go and I'm like, oh, let's get some popcorn. Let's get some food. Let's get them this and that. And uh, he, I don't want this and I don't want that. And I don't want any. I'm like, man, when I was a kid, I remember like, I, I don't know. I mean, who knows what my dad's experiences were. No wonder he took me out of the movies. But he would take me to see movies he wanted to see. We'd go see you know, Goodfellas and Dances with Wolves and stuff like that. I just remember your mom always saying how ungrateful you were. That was her term for it. You're always so ungrateful. You're ungrateful for what I get. So I, once I grew up in the world of autism, like once I understood autism and looking back on the stories that she would tell us, it's it made me feel like you were probably very similar because the way she perceived the fact that she couldn't make decisions for you and have you just blanketly accept them is why she would call you ungrateful, which I don't think is a fair thing to put in any child's head personally. But 
you know, we learn from mistakes. So I, I think you were probably pretty rigid about what you liked and didn't like as well. Um, well. Only, you, only, only the past knows the truth. Did you get his buy-in on any of the food? Like, did you say, hey, we can have popcorn or hot dogs? Or did you just pick? I was like, do you want nachos? He said, yes. I was like, do you want a hot dog? He said, yes. I was like, do you want a popcorn? He said, yes. I was like, do you want a drink? He said, yes. Then I asked him what kind of drink he wanted. He picked the drink. He wanted his own drink. He wanted his own hot dog. He wanted his own popcorn. He wanted his own nachos. Oh, man. I don't want your nachos, fucker. I want my own nachos. I want my own. He took three bites of a hot dog. And then like halfway through the movie, he was like, popcorn? <laughs> <laughs> beverage yeah where's that hot dog at i was like i ate that thing <laughs> and then i was like he was like where's the nachos so you know yeah that's a that's a tough experience okay it, it we're at a tough age because we made it through the movie though and he enjoyed it it's our third movie in the theater i'm trying to get him used to it you're doing a good job unlike you who won't let me take him traveling i think there's a big difference between a two-hour experience in a movie that's you know, around the block versus a 10 hour travel plan on the other uh, side of the country, followed by five days of unstructured. Hey, you just proved the point, actually, because the entire trip would be unstructured as far as he's concerned. We would have been fine. They didn't have In-N-Out Burger at the movie theater. You think that? But that's your nostalgic memory, not It would have worked. They have grilled cheese sandwiches there. I'm just saying it's a lot of unstructured for a kid who requires structure. Yeah, I disagree. And the five minutes of gymnastics? Typical neurotypical. Okay. I'm sorry. All right, what else you got to talk about today? Because I'm, 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 I'm all out of stuff to talk about. Normally, it's you. Well, I think when I reflect back on where we were a year ago, um, we were in this place of still trying to understand what we needed to heal from much less starting to actually do that healing. And so we started the podcast as a way to help other people because when we went through our darkest time, it was a year prior um, and there was no help. I mean, any time we would Google it or search anything about adults with autism, there was so little out there. Um, and we didn't know at the time to even search for adult autism. We didn't know any of those terms. So, you know, we started everything as a point of reference to say, well, just because we didn't have any help doesn't mean you can't. Like, we believe that our story is complex and vast enough that it can, it can appeal um, to a lot of different stages and places in life. And looking back on the last year and thinking about the experiences we've been able to share between either yourself or Declan or um, the developments in the field of neurodiversity, I think we've come a long way. So it definitely feels like progress. Yeah. Yeah. I will. As soon as I'm... Are we still going? Yeah, we're still going. Oh. Well, and you said something earlier today when we were talking about how it feels to struggle to manage, like we were struggling to manage just daily life, struggling to manage our own feelings, struggling to manage like how to get to work and how to, you know, 
pay the bills and struggling how to get help. And now I think we're in a place where we're, we're managing the struggle. And we've got some tools under our belt and some life hacks and some philosophies. And, you know, we're still starting and we're still acquiring those things. But I think, I think we've come from, we've come through that big transition. And I, I'm, I, I'm proud of us. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Hey, get out of here. <laughs> Happy anniversary to you too, buddy. That's right. It's my fourth Father's Day because of you. That's right. You little interrupter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I don't really have a whole lot more to go over today. Should we go into... I think so. I struggle when he's awake and, and I mean, I, I can't really get into my trains of thought when I think I'm going to be interrupted really quickly, so... Well, let's keep it relatively short this week. I think that's fair. It's a celebratory week. Let's go into News Minute. Okay. We lost another one this week, Rochelle. What, what? That's right. If you've seen the news, then you're as pleased as I am. Internet Explorer is dead. What? AKA retired after nearly 27 years of helping people find better alternatives for search engines. Okay. Internet Explorer is now incompatible with Microsoft products. If you still have Explorer, you will now be redirected to Microsoft Edge. Okay. Which will hopefully also be completely useless. Internet Explorer made its debut in 1995 and was a virtual monopoly throughout the early 2000s. Now Google Chrome holds the title with nearly 73% of the market. The reason Microsoft has chosen to abandon its baby after so many years, according to CNN, Microsoft said Internet Explorer is slow, no longer practical, for or compatible with many modern web tasks and is far less secure than modern web browsers. Browsers, hmm. Rest in peace, sis. Wow. Yeah. Okay, and end of an era. I know. That's all I got for news because everything else was depressing, so that means we move on to Pop Minute. And you're going to hate this, Rochelle, but I have to talk about it. Hmm. Beavis and Butthead no. do the universe. No. An all new movie is coming to Paramount what? Plus on June 23rd. And I, for one, am pumped. I've always been a fan ever since I was a kid who was definitely too young to be watching that show when it was on MTV. The trailer is up and it looks so stupid. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, that's all you. Thank you. That's all you. Yep. It's also June, June, what's, Juneteenth? Juneteenth. We're celebrating Father's Day today and Juneteenth, which will be recognized officially tomorrow for the second time in history. Actually, I think this is really the first. Declan, give us a second, buddy. I know. All right, mom's going to leave and leave me by myself. No. I'm just standing here. Juneteenth is, uh. Or was officially made a holiday in 2021, signed into law, I guess, by President uh, Joe Who, What, Where, O Biden. Okay, that's a joke. Okay, no, I actually I like Biden. He's he's all right. Um, but the uh, but the holiday is really to celebrate the ab- abolition of slavery. 
which is a very important thing it's very to big. finally have official yes so so thank goodness for that yeah um, I will say that uh, we want to thank everyone again for listening to the show join the Facebook group join the conversation surprise subscribe to the podcast we want to welcome the listeners from everywhere that's listening We've and also- we want to keep going. We've built in some functionality into the website now. So if you have, uh, we, we say this all the time, if you want to submit a topic or a question, you know, join the Facebook group and submit it there. But we also recognize that, that you may not want to join the group and you want, may want to remain, you know, anonymous to the group. Um, so now what we've done is we've built in a ask us feature into the website. So now if you, uh, Go down into the footer, into the quick links. You can access that. It'll take you to a page where you can fill out a little form and and submit your question or topic there. And then um, listen into future episodes so that we can answer your question or address your topic. So I'm excited to bring that forward. <laughs> Declan's having a rough night. Um we're gonna we're gonna definitely be back. Thank you so much again for listening. And uh, hey, this is an autistic person, an autistic, holding an autistic kiddo, saying that we'll be back. And uh, my name is Blake. I'm Rochelle. And we have some new music for you. I had a hard time trying to figure out what to play this week, so I might play both songs. I don't know. So stay tuned and cue the music. Mm-hmm.